I want to be as real as I can with you, Jen. Someone that I know shared something with me, and I just want to be Who? real with you. It is someone that I really trust that I know Who? for a very long time. Supposedly, they know someone that worked for you and said that your company or the work that you were doing was very sketchy. Who? And they pleaded guilty to whatever these allegations are, and now they're a, an informant. And they just told me to be really careful. So I was kind of shocked. I was like, what? Like, what wait, is going wait, wait. on? Okay, let, let me, let's be very, very specific and very careful right now. You, if you want to bring it, take it to the finish line, no, honey. No, I cannot. Well, then you shouldn't, it. if you can't, then you shouldn't talk about it. Because what, what you're, you're talking, talking about is my life. What I you're know. talking about, okay, no, good. so don't bring it up because that is my life. But I want to tell you how, how I feel coming into this damn new Bitch, I rode with you today. I know that. That's why this whole weekend has been awkward between us because I don't know how to approach well, you. Check your source, but then. I just want to talk to you. Check your source. The Constitution says you're innocent until I proven know guilty. That. And that's, Period. End of okay. story. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, Waving Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. Welcome back, Hi, baby everyone. gorgeous. 2023. Oh, God. Can you believe it? I don't feel like I've even had a mother tuck and break. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, it never feels long enough. I've still left my Christmas tree up. I haven't taken it down. Oh, really? Yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I took it down Boxing Day. <laughs> I refuse to take my Christmas tree down before Orthodox Christmas because my dad, who was a massive oh, okay. grump, would make us take it down beforehand. And I never understood I why. I think it's kind of nice to stretch it out. I mean, I couldn't personally couldn't be fucked, but it's yeah. nice to. So no, nice it's staying it up. up till Orthodox Christmas, which is today. Is that now? It's today or tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know the date. <laughs> I'm pathetic. Yeah, I'm Merry pretty, Christmas. I'm pretty sure it's today. So, speaking of today, so obviously in Australia we're ahead, but by the time I bother getting this edited and out, which will probably be tomorrow, because. I feel like today's the last day of Vacanza, so I'm going to milk it. Yeah. Jen's sentencing is happening. By the time people right. hear oh, this. Oh, yeah, January 6th. By the time people hear this, Jen's sentence will have already been laid down. So obviously oh, we I hope she gets locked up. Well, she will be getting locked up. That's a fact. Do you want to make a prediction on how many years she's getting? Okay, so sh- her and her team have asked for three. Mm, not enough. The government has asked for ten. Mm-hmm. which is within the 7 to 14 guidelines. I feel like that's generous. I think she'll get at least seven, obviously. So I think she's going to get the 10, mate. I think they're going to get what they're asking. All right, let's lock you in on 10. What do you I'm think? I'm going to go eight. You're going to go eight. You're just going to hedge your bets. Yeah. Hedging, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, now that sentencing is coming, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts break down what the government have submitted because obviously in their submission, they put in justification as to why they're asking for that. I'm now of the opinion that Coach Sean knew. Of course he did. I reckon he did. Just because, so mostly coming from Emily D. Baker, the information that she's broken down and explained to us, that when she, remember how I keep mentioning that she was questioned by the FTC when they sued businesses that she worked for, right? Mm -hmm. So in 2015 and 2016, the FTC sued companies that Jen worked for based on their illegal work practices, which is exactly what she went ahead and did after the FTC filings, which is they basically sued the business saying, we think what you've done is 
we investigate and we sue you because we think that these business practices are illegal. She uh-huh. was questioned by them. Those companies were sued. The FTC warned those companies were closed down. Coach Shah would have known all of that information. He was a lawyer. He mm-hmm. would have read it all. So he knew that that's what she was a part of. And then she goes and sets up businesses that are the exact same business just with a new company name. He had to mm-hmm. have known. He's not stupid. Yeah. She knew. FTC said these are illegal practices, the companies that you worked for. And then she just went did and did the same thing or worse and hid it better. Why is <laughs> it if you think what you did was right, why all of a sudden would you then say to people, we're going to use the Telegram app because it's harder to get that information on what those messages are. Why would oh, she yeah. why would she say we're going to start working from home because if they raid the office, they won't be able to seize any of our laptops and stuff. That's a smoking gun. And she only pled guilty after they saw the government's submission of evidence, which would have included Stu Smith's confessions. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Stu Smith, he has not yet have a sentencing date. So they're going to wait till after Jenny's sentenced. Then they're going to ask for leniency for him because he told them everything. Like <laughs> she must be kicking us. There were over text that. messages submitted as part of the government's evidence, and in those text messages, because some of the text messages between her and Stu weren't on Telegram, because you know you get cocky, where she's literally bagging out the victims. Mm-hmm. Like what a bitch. calling them whinges. <laughs> She's awful. She's awful. She was in charge of whole call centre floors, sales floors they call them, where she was directing people on how to further scam people. Uh, like that was her job, telling them how to get all of their money. She cleaned out people's bank accounts. She maxed out their credit. Like she was... Part of like what she did to the companies that she used to give these um, leads to, they were paying her in cash. Okay, she sucks. Lock her up. Let's just like, let's just say lock that. her up. Throw lock away the up. key. And I'm sorry, <laughs> all this sympathy that she's asking for and how hard her life is. Can you imagine being 80 and now having all this new debt, knowing there's no way you can work it off because you're unable to work because you're 80? She didn't care. Yeah. She did she not didn't. care. She- so I'm a bit I'm a bit over Salt Lake at the moment, Aww. even though we break from it. It didn't feel like a break at all. When we opened up in San Diego, I was like, Ugh. so let's see. I was living for San Diego. I was living. I want oh. to go back to San Diego. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, they yeah, I do see episodes. how it was more interesting. This episode wasn't fun, and I get it. After a trip, it never is. It's a cleanup episode. So I say, let's cleanse the palate. Let's talk about other stuff, and then we'll cover Salt Lake. So I want to do Potomac first, but first. How are you enjoying Miami? Because we've gotten the call out on socials that people are loving Miami. We should have covered Miami. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's I'm better than you. what we've got. I want to say it's fun, but there's a lot of stuff in it that isn't fun. So, you know the boob god? No. Lenny and Lisa? Yeah. They're the ones that live in like the $30 million house. Apparently. Oh, that's right. Yes, the yes. The one that – oh, so you haven't been watching. OnlyFans? you got to gotta, – no, that's not OnlyFans, chick. But you've got to oh. – you've got to watch it. It's fun. And I, I feel sad saying that, but Lenny is divorcing Lisa, trying to kick her out of the home, trying to kick her out of her house, telling her oh, that her, she has to go find somewhere else to live with her and her kids. She's been completely blindsided. It's really, 
jam-packed. It's good. And then you've got, I always forget everyone's names, the one that's married to Martina Navratilova, they're having problems. Oh, yeah. Because her daughter has moved to Paris to live with her dad to go to school. So she's like, I'm an early empty nester and she's not coping. So her and Martina are having issues. But in real life, we've I've just read on the Daily Mail, I think it was yesterday, that Martina has cancer, which is no bueno. Mm. So that's got a sting and, oh, God, stress. But, yeah, no, Miami is so worth the watch. There's just a lot going on, especially right. around Lisa and her drama because she's as shocked as we are. Well, I'm not really shocked, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are we ever really shocked when these people break up? No, he's basically the chick that he's with – was someone that Lisa knew has been following he and Lisa on socials for years. He's been commenting on her very sexy, almost OnlyFans posts for years. Like the guy's going through a midlife crisis and he's done the dirty on Lisa. Absolutely, he's cheated on her. So it's definitely worth the watch, mate. There's more going on and it's way more fun than any other Housewives right now. It doesn't feel dark. It feels like Mm. old school Housewives, you know? Stuff's going on and there's drama, but it's very entertaining and you don't sit there feeling like heavy afterwards. You just, you get fired up by the way that Lenny's being a massive prick. So I'd say watch it, mate. I would. I watched it. All right. I watched it at the beginning of Vacanza. There were four episodes out straight away. They do that with the Peacock. And Mm -hmm. I got sucked into the vortex with that. And I also got sucked into the vortex that is family karma. I love family karma. Oh, okay. I really enjoy it. Like they're young, they're much younger. And obviously I'm not in that age bracket anymore. But what I love about family karma is you'll often see scenes with the aunties and they're just bitching Uh about their kids as well. It's fucking awesome. But I really, again, you know me, I love wogs on TV and I get that fix sort of with family karma, like, you know, that whole mm-hmm. this is our culture is a huge part of our lives kind of thing, which I, mm-hmm. I can relate to that aspect of it. I love it. Okay, great. Well, I'll, I thank you for those suggestions. Yeah, family karma is like it's one to watch where I was like, oh, should I watch it? Yeah, I'll watch it. And I, there were like seven episodes, so I hadn't started, and I just sat there and watched them all one after another. Again, yeah. it's entertaining and it doesn't require much of you. Whereas I feel like right now Potomac and Salt Lake are requiring things from me emotionally that I don't know if I'm yeah, prepared it, to give. Yeah, that's so true. So this episode of Potomac was called Mic Drop. Basically, it's Karen's live show. And then we've also got this Sesame Street character, Ashley's friend, saying that Chris is flirting with her and we sort of deal with that. Yes. Those are the two main plot drivers of the episode. I mean, did you enjoy it? Like where do you land on the Sesame Street of it all? I don't think that the Sesame Street call is funny or I don't get it. See, I get it. Okay, explain. You know Muppets have those like eyebrows that are like felt eyebrows stuck on your face? Yes. That's what I see when I look at her because oh those God. eyebrows are ridiculous. She has felt stick on eyebrows. That's what I, that was my take. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's a it's a humorous observation, but I not in the way that I would laugh out loud like with a Seinfeld humorous observation, you know? So I laughed the first time she said it and I was like that's great, but then you hear it a lot. And so she said it like in the moment in the episode, but also six times in confessional. And like, okay, she's proud of that one. She is, but also I think that's probably her not giving this woman too much time and energy. And I don't know what's happening in the world, but anyone who hates me ragging on Candace and Wendy, you're not going to hear that this episode. Do you know what? Same. I was watching this and I was like, Candace is handling this so well. So well. 
so well. That's what we want from her. Like I do not think that I would handle it that well. Yeah. You know that the gossip machine, how it goes, and she knows the only way to handle it is to not give it any air other than saying, this is pissing me off. Well, and because it's so baseless. Wait, I'm clapping like, for Candace. Good job, Candace. Pigs have flown. Everything's frozen. We're all upside down. And I'm not saying I'm into Wendy, that Wendy's done anything I'm particularly happy with or proud of. We don't get much of her. But Eddie's done nothing wrong, you stupid Yeah, the way she was unbothered was quite fun to watch. Oh, well, she knows her husband. And I know that people say, you know, you don't know people, but you know people, you know? You know, people. Well, so let's let's go through the episode. So what I really enjoyed mm. was how Karen's visiting her poster, like a la Luann. Totally. I, just, I love that. I love when a housewife visits their poster. Well, I think that our sneaky producers that we love and adore are doing the let's show the Luann parallels simply because I believe that this show, whatever you want to call it, of Karen's is, dare I say, a loser version of Luann's. Not that I've been to Luann's. Like, mm. she's got the drag queen, it's Karen and Friends. Like, copycat from Ballarat, mate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least Luann does sing and ha- and is on stage for more than how ma- however many minutes they tell I us. I did try to Google how many minutes Luann is on stage for. I get the impression based on someone was reviewing, someone went and they were a journalist and they think they were scared they loved housewives, but they were a bit sceptical. And all I got from it was how much fun the audience had. Like they were on their feet the whole time at Luann's. Two to three hour show, depending on how long the acts go for. Tickets yeah. are, I think the, the average price was $101. So obviously some Worth less, it. some more. A hundred bucks for a three hour show, as opposed to what Karen did. Karen. And she she's like... I think what's smart with that Luann does is we know she we just want she knows that we just want to see her sing shit songs. Yes. But she also brings in like the Broadway stars she and has in actual, actual people with cred. Yes. Yeah. She does. And so it's like I'd gladly pay whatever to see Cheyenne Jackson sing a couple of numbers. A hundred percent. And I don't necessarily think that's Luann. I think that's the producer, that guy that we saw a Great few work. times who gets mm what Housewives brings to the table and then obviously with his contacts, what he can bring to the table and it's a perfect enmeshment of them. Very clever. And Matt, Karen's friend who's producing this show, he doesn't have those sort of credentials, does he? That sucks. I'm sorry. Matt Matt gets way too much cred. What does Matt have on her? He's not natural on camera, is he? No, he's not. He's not. I felt awkward watching him. Matt is an awkward man. Like he's not he really is. Matt's not a people person. Like no no problem. But why does Matt want to be on camera? He doesn't he doesn't shine shine shine. He doesn't even shine. No. There's not even a twinkle, mate. Yeah. And cause like he was getting overshadowed in that little scene with Karen and Ray with Ray talking about the grinder. Like I could hear Ray talking about the grinder for fifty minutes. I have no idea how we got onto the topic of the grinder, but <laughs> Ray being uncomfortable is entertaining. Matt being uncomfortable is cringy. That's why Ray is an unassuming star. We need to give Ray a little bit more credit. He's willing to play the fool for his wife. That's a man who Mm -hmm. loves his woman. All the cutaways of him just grinning during the cabaret, I was loving it. I mean, if he was 20 years younger, he would have been thrown up in the um, Happy Eddie mix as well with all that smiling. Oh, yeah, probably. Probably. (laughs) Happy Ray. That's something I don't think he's ever been called, Happy Ray. Happy Ray. No. 
not confused. So then we go <laughs> confused, <laughs> flatulent, flatulent, and confused. That's yeah. right. God bless. Hey, I don't have a problem with that moniker as long as you feed me. I don't care. Yeah. So then Mia and G, they're reading bedtime stories before Jacqueline comes over. And this scene's mostly to discuss the threesome storyline, which I'm tiring of. I'm tiring of it, but explain to me this. Why is G making an issue of Bestie sitting in between he and Mia? Is this because of the rumour mill? I don't know, but it got really uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And poor Bestie had to put like a cushion in front of her that basically like fucking blocked her face from the camera. It was Trey Orkies, mate. Yeah, it was. Like, so Mia's saying she's a sister wife without the benefits. But then, I mean, I think getting a car is a benefit for her. Um, Okay. So Bestie bought herself a Porsche, but G quote unquote helped her with the down payment because she was breaking up with a boyfriend who was bad and she was spending a lot of money to get out of that relationship. Okay, can we just have a little fucking PSA moment? If you cannot afford something on your own, you cannot afford it and so fucking what? So what? Like, what have you done in your life that you are willing to take money from someone else to buy yourself such a frivolous thing? It's not an investment. That thing loses 15 grand as soon as you pull it out the driveway. What the actual fuck? Who does she think she is that she deserves a Porsche that she cannot afford? That man has children. (laughs) Put it in a fucking savings bond fee. I'm sorry. That is not a best friend who is willing to take that money from you. Your hard-earned dollars. Would you ever accept a Porsche from a friend? Would you? Yes. You would? <laughs> I would. I would. I'm, I'm a snake. I would. <laughs> I would. No, you say that in jest, Nathan. You would not take a Porsche from someone. Like, I'm sorry. If you need help, if mm. you're leaving a relationship and you're financially strained and you have a mortgage to pay, you've got school fees to pay, you have a credit card debt that the dickhead rocked up, absolutely let your friend help you. But a Porsche? Shame yeah, on I you, Yeah, I see what bestie. you're saying. Shame on you. The, the problem for me with all of this is just like I can't find the will to care that much about them showering or the car. Like, oh. Bestie's trying too hard. Bestie's definitely trying too hard to get a, what do they get? What do they get in Potomac? They don't, they don't hold anything, do they? Is it champagne? Is it? Why would they have champagne? Because they can't hold a cherry blossom? I don't know. I don't, I don't. Yeah, they should be holding a fucking cherry blossom. Yeah, they should. We get so many cutaways of cherry blossoms. I'm like, is cherry blossoms all year round in Potomac? No, no, that's the thing. <laughs> Same in Australia. We get them too. They only blossom once a year for a very short period of time. But all those cutaways, you'd think it was a permanent fixture. It's probably all they got, mate. Anyway, so then um, Ashley goes to dinner with Sesame Street and mm. Giselle. And so Sesame Snap, she brings up that Chris allegedly flirted, and they roll back the tape, and he's barely interacting. Rolling back the tape was gorgeous. Candace is going to have such righteous indignation. She's going to be unbearable at reunion. But it's not even something that needed to be proved. Like, oh, he he smiled and said Chris is a common name and put his elbow on the bar, not even touching me. He was like two metres away from her, and the only thing he was staring at was his phone. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so I'm sorry, bitch. If you think that's flirting, you're a loser. Like, honestly, 
At least Giselle had the closed door hotel room storyline, which, I mean, he wasn't trying to hit on her, but at least I could get where she's coming from with the being uncomfortable. And she said, he didn't do anything, it's me. I was uncomfortable. He didn't do anything. Yeah, but this is all bullshit. She's adding two and two together and getting nothing. Like, (laughs) he didn't even say all Chris's are alike. All he said was, yeah, it's a very common name. She's the one that talks to him first. She's the one that's trying to carry conversation. He looks bored as fuck. So shall we indulge, I think, Candace's conspiracy theory, which she's sort of alluded to, but I don't think she's fully voiced. Right. Being that Ashley has set her up. And I think she might have. You think it's Ashley? I think Ashley sent the friend in and said, go talk to Chris. Do you think that the friends are making this up, one, because they want to be actual friend ofs on the show, two, to bolster Ashley's defence of hating on Candace, mm-hmm. or three, just because they're mother tuck and delusional. Because they're lying, it, right? They're, she's absolutely yes. lying. It's so obvious what, she's lying. What triggered my, like, catfish radar mm. was when Ashley says, oh, yeah, she's my great friend. Mm. I've known her for a year and a half. And I'm like, oh, so since... Like, since then, season five then. So she befriended you knowing that you're on this show. And the fact that Ashley's said, oh, no, it's not just her. It's, like, lots of people. Coincidentally, all of Ashley's friends that she invited at the table are saying the same thing. And it's like, you conned this, Ashley. Can we also pull it back a bit, this term friend? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, and I don't mean to – I'm not saying this to be rude. I'm just saying this to be emphatic. She's the hired help. She's on Ashley's payroll. She is her children's nanny. Remember, yeah. she was the one in the scene with the cute braids that was there. I forgot that that was the same person. one actually. of her kids off. She is their nanny. Like, ah, okay. there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with befriending your nanny. I get it. They're friends. I don't. It's not that I don't believe that they're friends, but this woman has a vested interest in a relationship with you that is not equal. She's getting paid by you. So that just to me confirms even more why she would say something that would make you look good and someone you hate look bad. Like, Mm -hmm. not saying you can't be friends with people that work for you. Of course you can. But it is not an even equal relationship 100%. It's not. You're paying them. I I think I, I like Ashley, but I honestly think she's just come up with this and she thought, they do it to me. I can do it to them. Yeah. I always accept the tea, so I'm going to do it. But it's like, it's not that great. And let's face it, how many seasons have been about Michael? Yeah, because Michael was actually doing stuff. Well, now it's about she's adding two and two together and getting eight. And what I think, as you know, I hate Candace. Everyone knows I hate Candace. It's no surprise. But relationships are serious business. If you're going to go for someone's relationship, you better have the fucking facts because it's not okay. It is not okay to fuck with someone's marriage. Whether or not this information that you believe you have is true or not, it's still going to affect her and Chris's relationship negatively. Whether it's you're not sticking up for me enough, why the fuck did you get me on this show for this to happen, like all that negative shit. This is fucked up. And I hate Candace and I still think this is fucked up. Yeah, me too. And like when Ashley said with the happy Eddie, like, oh, my God, Eddie was smiling. She goes, it would be disingenuous of me not to bring it up with Wendy. And it's like, what? How is that disingenuous at all? The man was smiling at a joke Chris said. He and Chris were talking. (laughs) No one was talking to Sesame. No one was talking to Sesame. I'm sorry. Her name should be Lila Pants on Fire. 
Like, don't fuck with my yeah. Sesame Street. I love Sesame Street. And you know what? Sesame Street characters don't fucking lie. <laughs> this bitch is just <laughs> so fucking true. liar, liar, pants on fire. Fucking flirting? Yeah. She is I, a liar. It's lame-o. Oh, and it's so, so we lame-o. check in. <laughs> We check in with Happy Eddie and and Happy Wendy for once. Yes. Um, and that's post-lunch where Ashley brought it up and they just, they just laugh it They're off. They're just laughing it off. Oh, my God. She said, so the problem with Eddie is that he was too smiley. I mean, get a uh, grip. Ridiculous. Like, there, there are no straws to grasp here. Yeah. So, well, speaking of um, straws, uh-huh. uh, Robin and Giselle and Mia, they meet up at some sort of smoothie place where <laughs> all of the salad and drinks come in disposable packaging yeah. and, and straws. I was like, is no one caring about the environment in Potomac? Why? You're getting really bothered. Why do you have tables at a cafe if you're acting like a takeaway? A, a salad came in a jar. If you're going to be a takeaway, be a takeaway. Don't be exactly. like, i got to order at the bar, i got to pay at the bar, and then I'm like... I agree with fucking, who was it, Robin, that said, are they going to bring the things? Like, because they're acting like a takeout. No one knew what was going on. She's like, do I order over here? What's going on? It's it's a shitty little takeaway shack, but like, they're, yeah, Why they're eating Why don't they in. say, it's like the KFC, mate. That's what it's like. But with overpriced fucking smoothies that are actually unhealthy, pretending to be healthy. I hate those places. And then they had to do all the work themselves. All the like salad dressing was in their own little plastic container. And then you have to put the salad dressing on. And it's like, fuck me. Can I not get a salad delivered to my table? I'm sorry. I'd rather sit in the car and eat than eat in that place. Yeah, It was agreed. so unwelcoming. It was sad. And when I was watching it, I was like, have we run out of places that will let them film? This is Housewives. This isn't fucking Jersey Shore, mate. Yeah, no. it was Jersey Shore I want vibes. more housewives with my housewives. And why are we going to little <laughs> stupid fucking Shake Shack places? What, we can't afford a restaurant no more? What, is Robin paying the bill? Come on. Yeah. I, it really it really confused me and unsettled me. It just hurt my heart. This is not. And that's just the setting, not even what they're talking about. I do not want them to go to places and eat that I can afford. Period. Yes. I don't yes. want them shopping at the best and less. I don't want them eating and drinking at the Shake Shack. I want them going somewhere with fucking silver service. I want white gloves. I want tablecloths, napkins. I want Volters. I want Volters. If I can afford it, yeah. why am I watching? Yeah. So the content of what they're talking about basically is Giselle saying that Karen was running her mouth about Mia, saying that Mia got a little Jacques Cousteau looking at Mia's coochie. Which I thought was funny. Oh, at best, Karen never said Jacques Cousteau. No, that that was a Giselle. I was impressed that she actually knew who Jacques Cousteau was. So you know. Yes. Oh yeah. Looking at Bestie's coochie, not Mia's coochie. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Why the flashlight?" And I loved when Mia just goes, "Well, it was theatrical." (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of impressed. Mia was like telling the dirt without telling the dirt. We find out later. I appreciated that too. I appreciate you know, Mia it. is messy boots, but I like her. I do because, you know, she's sharing her experience and but she's not sharing her friend's medical business. That's a fine line. I appreciate that because it's true. Yeah. I find that that's yeah. my line too. I'll talk about my experience and look, I love a gossip and yes, it's got me in trouble, but I do not share other people's medical business. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I agree. No, you don't, you don't be doing that. She won some points there. But I do get sick of hearing about the Peter's ex-girlfriend and all that crap. Like, I'm really struggling I to I mean, care. it was fun to learn that it was at G's bachelor party. What I struggle with isn't the fact that people think it's fun or funny to hear the story. You can tell they're taking the information in with judgment. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it boring for me. Yeah, agreed. It's 2023, people. People have threesomes. So fucking what? Sister wives yeah. have been on the TV for a million fucking years. Get over it. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And so Mia, she hints that the re- that there is a real reason why Karen doesn't like Charisse, but she doesn't want to say. Oh, like, that's so do you, sneaky and housewivesy. Do you think she actually has something? Does she know? Like, they just don't like each other. We've known no, that. No, she fucking knows. There's something. That she, and do you think we'll find out? Yes, she's now like pulled the Jenga, you know, piece out. They're going to prod Karen till she fu- fucking says something. Karen's going to yeah. have to eventually say something, whether it's to producers or whatever. Look, she may never, and the story may go away, but it will be fun to watch how Karen is prodded to give that information or if she does something to Mia that Mia will spill it. This is like a warning shot from Mia going, I have shit on you too. Do you want me to yeah. say? So it's a warning shot and I think she's. it's very sneaky but it's not behind Karen's back sneaky. She knows it's going to get back to Karen. And in she's still technically let made herself stay in the right. So this is mm. very well done of Mia, the way that she's done this. I mean, hats off to her. She's playing the long game. I could not. I would have just spilt. Yeah, same. So then we go to the event. Okay, mm. so... There's a lot of setting up stuff. So Karen calls her fans the La Dame. Someone calls Giselle Karen, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, we get a quick sidebar where Dorothy thinks Candace is wearing slippers, which I laughed and laughed at. We get some flashes to Miami because Sharice was posting some Instagram stories where there were some nip slips. Yeah. Um, Sharice is sour for not being invited. All that sort of happens. Mm. And then, yeah, the event sort of starts. Well, it doesn't really start. We've got a warm-up set from a comedian. But what's interesting is when they're all at the table, Robin says, hey, Candace, that's Sesame Street over there. That's Ooh. that's the girl who's been spreading shit. Yeah. And she says, I do not acknowledge Sesame Street characters. I like that. I mean, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I, I was happy with it. I was happy with it. So then Karen, she says in confessional she's the Muhammad Ali of live shows. I mean. uh, Do you agree or disagree? <laughs> There have been many, many times over the years of Potomac that the women and Ray have said that Karen is feeling herself a bit much. Oh, we're there. Due to the fact that I found Karen terribly entertaining and also self-deprecating enough for me to disagree with that statement. I am now on their side. Karen is feeling herself way too mother and much for my enjoyment. And if I was in her yes. life, I don't think I could roll my eyes any harder. Like, seriously, Karen, she's making it unfun, unpalatable. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, like, she's comparing herself to Robin and Giselle's show. And, like, yeah, your show was more polished, Karen, in that the microphones worked and that I guess it was more streamlined. But they were doing a live podcast, right? A live exactly. show. So it's like they were talking and entertaining the whole time. They're two very different things. They were on the fucking stage. Yeah, although I would have loved to have seen Jasmine Masters. Unfortunate that we don't have the budget to show a drag queen doing a number. (laughs) I thought it was funny that they admitted it. (laughs) How much do you reckon she wanted to charge them to have her songs on the TV? Well, no, I think it's... It would have been a cover song. She was lip syncing to like Beyonce or something and the show just can't afford Beyonce. You don't think it would have been one of her songs? No. Oh. No, not for that crowd. Yeah. For a gay bar crowd, sure. But for for that crowd, she was just doing Rihanna and we can't afford Rihanna. I assumed they were her songs and she was just like, you're not giving me enough money for them. Nah, nah. nah. She would have just been lip syncing. No, that's fair. But it was funny of the show to be like, we can't afford that. No, because some of them go for like $10 million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if you're doing a Beyonce, who knows how many millions that would cost? Lots. It'd be a lot. So the show, it's 
It's fine. Karen does a few costume changes. There's sizzle topics. The bit that I really enjoyed was mm. the question and answer portion when Mia asked that shady question. I oh, thought yeah. that was a perfectly delivered power move. That was great. She said, what do you do when, you're, when you share something with a friend of yours and she runs her mouth and tells our friends? Karen definitely got the point because she says, whatever I said about you, Mia, is the truth, so get over it. Now, I don't blame her for keeping it upbeat and fun because what else is she supposed to say in that moment? Mm. And the audience and us would have been so grateful that Mia asked that question, obviously, because they're getting a... The room came alive. People were pivoting and, like, filming. It was exciting. If I were Karen, I would have been like, all right, Mia, get up and share your piece. Yeah, I think it would have gone better. I mean, Mia... She even includes more housewives, which is great entertainment when she says something like transparency is the key and if I tell you something, don't run and tell these two, i.e. the green-eyed bandits. Yeah, that was great. Because Giselle hollers out because I'm a tell it. I'm like the audience would have frothed over that. I would have kept <laughs> – you've got all the housewives totally. here. I would have asked them all to come up. Yeah, exactly. What do you think exactly. of Karen saying that Mia should leave her alone – at her show and go and continue on her build a puss project. I didn't. I didn't actually hear that. I don't she think. said her um, build a puss project, as in referring to <laughs> the the vagina torch situation. I thought that was funny. It was pretty funny. I just think she got a bit flustered, Karen. She got a bit rattled. She handled it well. Yeah. So yeah, the show went for seventy five minutes, an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, and Karen was twenty nine minutes. Yeah. Now, like I said, Luann's concerts last two to three hours, depending on the act. And every article, I tried to sort of get more sort of details on Luann's show and how long she's on stage, which I couldn't find. All I kept seeing is every article was people obviously commenting on her singing, which no one expects it to be good. One, that she looks flawless and that the crowd are on their feet the whole time, so excited and entertained. Yeah, and you can do it quickly. Like I saw Little Nas X the other night. Do you oh, know my him? God. Did you? Yeah, he, he was in Sydney at the Horden Pavilion no. and it was amazing. And he only performed for an hour because yeah. he doesn't really have that many songs yet, like sure. let's be real. Yeah. But the quality, the dancing, the costumes, like it was a fun night of entertainment even though it finished at 10 o'clock. Like, okay. It was, it was amazing. So it went from 9 till 10. So was there a support act? Went from 9 till 10. There was a support at 8 o'clock. We didn't go see the support Oh, act. good for you. Good for you. But I was, like, completely satisfied with just an hour of content. Was it an overpriced ticket or was it a reasonable price for the time? I think it was 120 Australian. There is a support act. They'll probably be on for half an hour. So technically it's an hour and a half. Yeah. I don't know. In Australia, I think we're a bit more forgiving with ticket prices simply because we understand that these people have to f come from the other side of the world and bring all their people and all their things. We understand that that costs money. So I'm not surprised that it was that price. Yeah, there was high production quality. It wasn't just Karen in a comedy cellar. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad for Karen that she did it in a comedy cellar and not in like an auditorium. I think that was a great move. Yeah. Do you think Robin and Giselle actually had more people? It was just a bigger space? Uh, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Mm. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Oh, actually. I mean, how many people do you think Robin and Gizzy had? They had a few rows, but the rows were quite long. So what do you reckon? A couple hundred people? Oh, maybe not a couple, maybe 80. <laughs> you reckon like a hundred people? Yeah. So yeah. I think Karen's would have had between 50 and a hundred. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's let's move on. So basically, so then after the show or like towards the end of the show, everyone's sort of zoned out so we can just deal with the Ashley Candace sesame of it all. Yes. Um, so Candace just says, well, how exactly was Chris flirting? And yeah, she pays a no dust because she's coming back with nothing. I loved it. Agreed. What did you think, though, of Mia in confessional calling out Deborah as a four and a half? Well, it did remind me of what you had said about her last episode. You basically said the same thing. And because I was thinking the same thing. And then when I heard Mia say it, I was like, oh, that's a bit mean-spirited, even though I completely agree. (laughs) We didn't say it. Mia said it. Mia gives Deb a four and a half and she gives Candace and Wendy an eight plus. I wouldn't disagree. I know. At the end of the day, we're reporting the facts. Should we talk about people like that? No. But I would be lying if these weren't my friends, if I wouldn't say the same thing. I'd be lying if I if I said that. It kind of gagged me that Mia was just so like, forthright in saying it. At the end of the day, I mean, what we're supposed to believe is they are her friends. So friends say things like that. Is it right? No. We do it in the confines of our own friend group. Don't fucking be telling me, hey, that's me and, I, and you haven't said it. Bullshit, I don't believe you. We've all done it. Yeah. We've all done it. So obviously in this context, her friend group is on the TV. I don't know. Like, look, if you hate Mia, you're going to hate her for saying it. If you don't hate Mia, you're going to be like, yeah, I've said it. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. So we basically end the episode with Candace just being like, no, no, ma'am. I don't want to have a chat with you. And I was like, fair enough. And she said, go and count letters and some numbers. I think it's bullshit that Ashley tries to go for Candace again, doing the whole like you and my friend have like weird feelings. You want to talk about it? Why would she want to talk about it? Exactly. I don't want this person in my life. I don't give a fuck what they think of me. Like, good for her. I actually think that that was, I know Ashley's doing her job. That is her job. But it's shady as fuck and Candace did the right thing for her. And like with housewives logic and housewives law, you don't do it at someone else's event. So yes, that is true. You do it at your own event. If you come yeah. to my event, you have to deal with my peeps. You are correct. No wonder I'm feeling like a bit turned off of Ashley by it. Uh, yeah, I have always liked Ashley and I know she's messy, but I tend to give her a pass on the messiness because it's fun. But yes. in this instance, it's just sad. It's messy. not fun, is it? Yeah. If she had real tea, if we got footage of Chris doing even one of the things that Sesame Street said, we'd be like, good for you, Ashley, go. But we know it's a lie. So that's, yeah. that's why it's kind of like, ugh. Why do I want to see this? Like you're shitting on a marriage and you've got no evidence. When Candace went to Ashley, she had photos of Michael in a hotel room or at, at the casino bar, you know, like there was proof. Do you think that's why Ashley's doing this? Because she's yeah, like, you I... did this to my husband. Now see how it feels. It's not fun. It's just fucking, it's not even petty. It's just wrong. Yeah. And it's just lame So next week we get a trip to Mexico and the trailer is well the next week on is all done in style of a silent film did you enjoy that i loved that it was very uh, obviously akin to the beginning of the episode so i thought it was very well done yeah i thought it was cute so we don't actually know what they're saying there was a few quotes pulled but basically karen and sharice are blowing up and mia and jacqueline are falling out and there's vibrators so it's gonna be good i was like what the fuck's a femme fun and then because i paused it and googled it and then two seconds later i unpaused i'm like oh it's a baby vibrator she couldn't have got (laughs) a decent vibrator no one uses those little shitty ones that's like a free gift with purchase yeah but these women are prudes apart from mia they're like a 20 dollars vibrator what do you think you're getting for 20 bucks <laughs> fucking hell know. mate no nah. what i was intrigued about is when karen and charise were fighting 
something physical happened, maybe like a shoving of a plates at the table. It felt very Jersey. These shows could stand to get a little more Jersey. This show could. Speaking of Jersey, did you read like I did and that at Christmas, Louis gave Teresa's daughter's fake Cartier bracelets? <laughs> <laughs> and she and Louis are in Tulum at the moment and she, there's constantly she's posting photos and so obviously they, they're getting picked up by the rags of her in a Chanel bikini. I completely agree it's fake. Like yeah, it the CCs is. look wrong. They're on the wrong breastage of the bikini. They're on the wrong side. And there's no Chanel on the bottom of the togs, of the bottom of the bikini. It's like, bitch, stop posting yourself in faux Chanel. Like, <laughs> you're in fucking Mexico. I'm assuming you can buy fake Chanel in the Mexico everywhere like you can at our vacation spots in Australia when we yeah. go to, like, Thailand and shit. Like, yeah. so lame. So lame. So speaking of lame, shall we talk about Salt Lake? Let's uh, do, let's do. Unfashionable behaviour. So we're still talking about the black eye at this dinner where it's apparently 4am. Did you read, sorry to interrupt, did you read about Jen Shah being accused of having an affair with a married man and stalking the woman and, and Coach knew all about it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Never mind. Where does she have the time? Where would she have the time for all of this amongst all her scams? There was apparently TMZ got a copies of a restraining order from 2019 where a woman accused Jen of having an affair with her husband and then Jen allegedly harassed and stalked stalked this guy's wife after the wife found out about this affair. This lady sent screenshots of text messages between Jen and her husband to Coach Shah. So that's when Jen got the shits. It was like 2.30 in the morning and, and Jen drives to this woman's house. Basically, it's like, I've slept with your husband, you've sent text messages between me and your husband to coach, and now I'm going to have the fucking shits at you and, like, harass and stalk you. I'd believe it. I'd believe it too. She's crazy town, and she's got a temper. This is all coming out a few days before sentencing. That's not good. That's not good for her. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's San Diego, night three. We've got the black eye stuff still happening. We are now officially... San Diego has been in five episodes. Yeah, and they're calling it night three, but it's technically day four because it's four fucking a.m. Yeah, correct. Uh, why are they having dinner that late? That's crazy. Well, this is what Did happens. beach games go till 9 p.m.? This like, is why? why these women end up getting drunk and fighting. Because, I'm sorry, I would need way too many pee breaks. 4 a.m.? Yeah. My bedtime's 8.30. I can't do 4 a.m. It's an inhospitable work environment. It really I, I, is. Are the laws different in San Diego? Who I knows? don't know. So Heather is annoying me so much. Mm. Uh, she says, do I have a black eye when someone references it? And I'm just like, she goes, I thought I covered it up with makeup. And I'm like, bitch, you entered the party with an eye patch. Then you took off the eye patch theatrically and said that your black eye is a metaphor for your friendships. And now you're like, oh, do I have a black eye? Like, yes, just be fucking straight with us. And I'm sick of this wishy-washy. It's not funny. You have a black eye. There is nothing funny about that. No, especially when you're insinuating that someone at the table did it. Yeah. Like, that's psycho. I'm sorry. We all believe it's Jen. Everyone thinks it's Jen. Everyone. Who out there, tell me if you don't believe that it's Jen. Come on. I would believe that it's Jen, but it's not making sense to me because if she's trying to protect Jen, why is she then staring at Jen? Like Whitney points out, she keeps looking at Jen saying, well, what are the theories? Why do you think we have a black eye? And yeah, she says, what would you say, CSI? The whole thing's gross. It's gross. It's not funny. Is she waiting for someone to own up to it? Because whoever did it is clearly not going to own up to it. So say it or move on. And no, don't yes. don't move on. Like, no, 
you don't move on. You call the person out because it's wrong. Well, that person would get fired from the show. So? If so someone decked up. Exactly, exactly. So they should. Why is it that people who perpetrate abuse, they're fine to set boundaries, clearly, mm. but victims aren't allowed to set boundaries? This is bullshit to me. I'm not happy. And I'm sorry, I'm watching Housewives and someone has a black eye and we're not addressing it. This is not okay. Maybe it wasn't yeah, it's a person. Not. I don't think it was. That's why I'm thinking like surely Bravo wouldn't let them keep filming and filming, you know, with the attitude of let's laugh about it if it was a person. I'm so confused. I honestly think it was an accidental like elbow bump while they were frolicking and she's turned it into this big thing in her head where she has to protect Jen and she has to be shady and she – I don't know if she thinks it's good TV in the moment, but it's not. It's annoying. It's not it's good TV. Stop. It's physic. It's a black eye. We're all sitting here thinking that it's Jen, right? Now, Jen's in enough trouble, and I hate Jen for many things. I don't need to dislike her if it's a lie. I don't need to dislike her for a lie if it is. Like, this is not funny. I'm really disturbed. But the thing is, like, if Heather Mm. got punched by Jen and wants to protect Jen for some reason because she's that ride or die, then just say, I bumped myself in the bathroom. I hit hit the mirror when I fell over because I was drunk. Don't do this whole, like, who done it? Just, it's just awful. It's like I said. It's gross. It is. It's gross. I don't want to believe it's someone when it's not. And realistically, I shouldn't be sitting here saying, oh, it's probably Jen because I don't have the facts. It's not okay. It's just the whole thing's gross. With the facts that I've been given, I can only comment on Heather's behaviour and I think Heather is fucked. You are correct. You are correct. I shouldn't be accusing Jen of something that I don't know that she Most likely did, but (laughs) still we don't know. So This is um, what I'm saying. Tell us or if someone had hit you in the face and you don't want to say, you just say, I'm going home. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I I shouldn't be telling Heather what to do either. I don't know. It's just I'm uncomfortable. That's putting Heather in this victim position though, right? Correct. But Heather hasn't taken that mantle for herself fully. She'll allude to it and then she'll take it back and then she'll allude to it. So until we know what happened, we can't really say anything. No, you are correct. Oh my Which God, is so what frustrating. If it, what if it was Meredith? But I, I don't think it was anyone. Okay. Yeah, see, again, like I, I'm trying to think of why she just wouldn't say who it was, you know? She, it's so annoying. It's because so then meanwhile at the table we've got Angie Danner saying that her friend knows oh. the informant against Jen and it's like, well, that's what we should be talking about. I know, I know. And she's like, so they turn state's evidence and I'm like, yeah, it's stew chains, mate. It's stew chains. <laughs> so Dana, Dana Danner, yeah. she's friends with stew chains or friends with someone who knows stew chains. She's, look, she says I'm friends with someone who worked for Jen. Lots of people worked for Jen, lots. Mm. And that person mm. said that they were doing shady shit. Well, did you quit? Did you yeah. call the FTC? And then all mm. Jen has to say, bitch, I rode with you today. So what, you rode on a tricycle whatever with her and now she's got to, like, have your back? Yeah, and she gave us some hair dye. She did say the Constitution says you're innocent until proven guilty. That's eight. I think that's eight. I'm surprised it's only eight. If we didn't count it, I would have said she fucking says it every five minutes. I mean, she alludes to her being innocent constantly, but she doesn't actually say innocent as far as my counter more than eight times at this point. So Jen leaves the table. Meredith and Heather go off with her. Mm -hmm. Back at the table, Whitney volunteers to give Jen a conjugal visit, which is hilarious. Oh, my God. And I I don't want to keep talking about the black eye, but Heather keeps bringing it up when Mm. she says, 
just tell them like, keep pushing me and I'll tell you exactly how the black eye happened. Or like whenever anyone brings it up, just bring up my black eye and that will shut the conversation down. And it's like, shut the is fuck that, up. Is that the plan? You're going to allude to your black eye so people don't talk about Jen? Is that what you mean by protecting her? This is all very bizarre. It's gross. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's 4am. Lisa's got to go and catch a flight. <laughs> I mean, good for Lisa. What? Good for Lisa. Um, so then we go back to Utah and I was thinking, thank fucking God. But yeah, then it was boring. Yeah. So we get some quick looks. Whitney's meditating. John and Lisa Barlow are fishing and Brooks is back. Lee brother. Brooks is going through his overpriced trackies. It's like, so sad. Give it up. Turn it loose. They're having a fundraiser yeah. for Mary of the Sisters Mental Health and Addiction Foundation slash it's a Brooks Marks SponCon event. Correct. Like I was all for the foundation, but then we got Brooks. Well, Brooks what I found Marks. surprising was, was it just Brooks's fashions? Because I saw a few trackies and then I saw a lot of like Houston inspired drapery. Yeah. I don't know if there was a collab there. I was a bit shocked to see not just sweats as well, actually. Yeah. 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 They, like I said, they were sheets wrapped around the neck. So it can't have been that hard. And again, you just copied Houston. So whoever did it, like I ain't giving you props, but they weren't that great. I laughed so much, Mariana, when Brooks <laughs> was saying to that model, what you're wearing isn't ready yet, but it's just a zip up and a sweatpant. I know. Like, so how is it not ready yet if it's just a zip up and a sweatpant? Just quickly, when Meredith was with the kids and Brooks was, uh-huh. you know, going on about how busy he is because he has to run a business and go to school, whatever, <sighs> her daughter was wearing those blue sunnies. What was with the eyewear? And I think, like, I've seen people wear those when they, where they'll wear them because they're constantly staring, staring at a screen for, like, eight hours a day. I get it. But then Meredith was wearing these big kind of sun. I'm like, what is with all the sunny She was today? wearing the largest aviators I've ever seen. They were down to her chin. They were that big. And they had like a yellow tinge to them, which again can be like for screens. They were for form, not function. They I don't were just, think. I'm just sitting there going, okay, it's not like you all are staring at screens eight hours a day. You're on the TV. Like I'm, I was confused by the sunny's work. Me too. It really took me out of the scene. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not feeling this. I don't see the point. It's not like you're fucking, hey, I make video games for a living and I stare at a screen 12 hours a day. Like, what? what's the point here? What are we trying to say? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I'd be happy to see Meredith leave after this season. I think we're due for a shake-up or a pause. We are so due. Oh, she could be a friend of. That would be funny. Well, I've heard on the grapevine that Ooh. they haven't done contracts, so... They would usually have done them by now. Is this a sizzle they topic? They, this is a sizzle topic. So a season four cast has not been decided upon. Wow. And I mean, with Jen in jail, yeah. presumably. Yeah. What are they going to do? We can't just have boring old Meredith with her aviators. This is why we've had all these friends of this season. But none of them are hitting the clip. I hate to say it. Mm. I thought Angie was, but then I'm watching Angie and I'm like, I can't be bothered. I reckon Angie H, Angie K and Angie Danner. I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them are in the mix in some capacity, whether they remain friends of and they make them work another season for it, which I don't think is the worst idea. It would be good if they brought in someone completely new as a cast member and kept those three as hungry, hungry friends of. We need to bring Mary back and we need to get rid of Meredith. We can't bring Mary back. She's a fucking cult leader. Well, I mean, it's Salt Lake. (laughs) (laughs) Who are we going to get that's not a cult leader? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, that's true. Interesting. It's not true. It's not true. I'm just kidding. Okay, so. What do you um, mean it's not true? The Mormon church is a cult. 
I know, but Lisa's not a cult leader. Lisa's not a cult leader. Heather is. Beauty Lab and Lisa's a cult. You reckon? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just off Heather. I'm off her. I'm disappointed. I want to see how Girls Trip goes with Heather and Whitney before I decide which one Ooh, I would fire. Oh, interesting. When are we getting fucking... Mm-hmm. Last year we got it at the Christmas holidays. Why are we getting it now, the Christmas holidays? Must be soon. Oh, it's just... It did so well now. They're making us wait. Yeah. Okay, so Heather goes over to Thirsty Angie's yes. to discuss her stupid eye. We find out that this other Angie did get the heads up about the eye in Flashy. Mm-hmm. And she says to Heather that it feels like you're protecting someone. And like, well, yeah. And then in Confessional, the producer asks Heather, do you hope that the person will fess up? And she says, I just hope it will go away. It's like, well, actually, you're the one that keeps bringing it up. (laughs) Yes, and it will go away once you tell us. Yeah. Maybe it won't, but anyway. So I'm so off that storyline, I want to leave it there. Yeah. And then Whitney's scrapbooking for her trauma storyline. Oh, brother. I know. So she calls her brother (laughs) and she says that she still can't remember most of it. He gives her some advice. It's a bit of a snooze fest. It's a snooze fest. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Nope. I also forgot that she also has a son called Brooks. Yeah, that's really weird. Is that a super common name now? I guess it is. I don't know. I guess it is. Why? Because of the Garth Brooks? Please. Please. I mean, so then Jen does. Haven't they seen Real Housewives of um, Orange County? We know that the Brookses are crooks. Just stop calling your kids Brooks. Never trust a Brooks. Never trust a Brooks. I've always said it. So Jen does some web therapy. Okay. And she asks her therapist if she has effectively screwed up her children. And it's like, yes, obviously. Cry me a fucking river. Bitch, you apparently can afford therapy. The people you robbed can't even afford groceries. Like, I don't feel sorry for her. Same. What got me was she's like, oh, I, I feel like I have guilt for what she's done to her family. And I'm like, oh good. You Stop acting like it's a bad thing to feel guilty for committing a crime and destabilizing your family unit, like by getting arrested. She's literally lying to her therapist. I mean, <laughs> yes, her therapist would have to go to the feds if she admitted to committing a crime that isn't covered with doctor-patient privilege. I've said it before, any therapist who is willing to go on the TV and doing therapy, I don't trust them. Yeah, no way. No way. No. So then we go to the SponCon slash fundraiser. Yeah. What I enjoyed was the Meredith I'm Not Mad counter when they were talking about the SEC filing convo. I thought that was funny. The thing I enjoyed most about this whole thing is we got introduced to another of Meredith's children. I didn't know there was another daughter. Did you know there was another daughter? I still don't know there's another daughter. Was it we did? Right at the beginning, we meet someone called Chloe and it said Chloe in lower third, Meredith's daughter. Wow. I didn't know they had another kid. How many fucking kids do they got? <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of kids. Three's That's a, a lot. lot of kids. Three is a lot of children. Any um, more than so- three, I think you're a drug dealer. I don't know how you afford it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do. When I meet people and they're like, we've got four kids, I'm like, what's your husband a drug dealer? How the fuck do you afford four kids? And normally they <gasps> laugh and go, I know it's crazy. <laughs> fuck. That's yeah. a lot of dollars. And then okay. they must have a lot more kids because this fucking poor Brooks is having to like pedal these. Did you see that ugly blue trackie set he was wearing? Uh, like, I don't think I've seen a tracksuit like that since fucking Golden Girls, mate. It was awful. <laughs> it was an awful blue. It was, oh, it was terrible. Terrible. What, what did you think of Meredith saying to Dana that, or Dana, whatever, you were on that trip because I got you there? I mean, that's so housewives. I thought it was hilarious. It's so housewives. I loved it. Like, how uncomfortable would you be if you were Angie Dana going, here I am trying to stick up for myself and someone's like, you would be nowhere if it wasn't for me. And it's true. 
So oh. fucking housewives. Look, I don't care much for Angie Denner. So I thought that was mean, but for me mm-hmm. as a viewer, it was funny. I also thought Meredith was a bit mean when she said Lisa only attended because she wanted to post for social media, which may be half true. Well, then we saw two seconds later there was a post of her posing at the charity event. Didn't they have a, like a photo wall, though, for people to take photos? I guess because you want them to tag the charity. I'd want a housewife with social reach to tag my charity in a post. Like, it's not a bad thing. I think Meredith is jealous of how popular Lisa has become. Like, if someone insulted you as badly as Lisa insulted Meredith and then became popular off it, I'd be bitter too. But, I mean, didn't her daughter say, like, oh, I'm a garbage whore, and then Meredith's laughing. Meredith's got nothing apart from that rant. Doesn't Meredith have, like, um, I Heart New York merch? Like, she's doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Lisa gave her life. But also, people aren't buying Meredith's merch. People are buying into Lisa. She's bitter about it. I'd be bitter about it too. Well, be bitter as a friend of. I've told you, I'm turning, I'm enjoying Lisa now as opposed to just being cranky at her antics. I'm enjoying her so much. But it is at the expense of Meredith. And do I enjoy Meredith? No. And again, I've said it a million times, the one who wins is the one who's funny. Whether we're laughing at Lisa or with Lisa, she's the one who's funny. She's the one who's winning. If I was Meredith, I'd be pissed too. That's why Heather got such a pass for so long because she was funny, but I'm no longer laughing. I'm not laughing either. I do have a bone to pick with Angie 15K. Oh, yes. And that is the fact that she is not Angie 15K. She's Angie 13K, $647.96. I was a bit gooped and gagged and agog and aghast about that. And then what stressed me out even more is that when Coach confronted Angie Kay and her husband and gave them the cheque, we yeah. saw the cheque. It was only for $12,366.90. I was confused as well. Is there tax happening? What's what going is on? The- $1,281.06 for. I wasn't going to rewind it and because and, I didn't actually write down all the individual expenses. I only wrote down one. What kind of cake costs $568.17? Cakes are expensive these but days. But why are they $568.17? What's the 17 cents for? <laughs> I don't know. Extra icing. Have you ever bought a cake that came to blah, blah, blah and 17 cents? That's Never. fucking strange, mate. What is the 1281064? for? Because no one was arguing. You didn't see Angie K in confessional and go, they still owe me $1,281 for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I noticed there was like a miscellaneous $400 expense, which is fine. There's always miscellaneous of tidbits of things that you're not going to, you know, put in. I get it. You've got to do that. That's fine. There was like a $400 cleaning fee. Because sometimes the miscellaneous is just a percentage of the total, which I get. That's fine. But $400 cleaning fee, that's fine. But what I want to know, what did she decide she didn't have to pay for? Yeah, because now I'm like, maybe Jen shouldn't have paid all of that because, like, were, were they going halves? Was it a portion of catering because some of the guests were Angie H's? I'm confused. So that's why I think this is just a bullshit stunt. They were expecting the check because they broke it down and decided what was not Jen's expense. So I think this is this scene's bullshit. They were expecting it. There was no ambush with a check. Unless yeah. someone wants to explain to me what that 128106 was for that I'm missing something, I want to know. Because she did say I wanted an invoice. She sent her an invoice. But the invoice came to 13647.96. Please explain. I was confused too and I'm now at the place where I'm just like, Angie, give it up. 
That money's gone. Well, now it's back, actually, but it's gone. We're still going to call you Angie 15K, even though it was Angie 13K, 647,096 cents. And Angie got paid 12.5K, so that was So then she crazy. really should be 12.5K, Angie 12.5K. But we're still going to call her Angie 15K because she's petty. Yeah. Do, do you have anything else to say about this sweatpant fashion show? No, there's nothing to say. No, it went on no. for too long. It really did. At one point I was like, are we stalling? Like, can the event happen? What's going on? I just, this was a nothing episode. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a nothing episode. Lots of stuff happened. None of it was fun. It's all stuff that we've already dealt with. So now we're talking about the friendship break and it's like, I cannot care about this friendship break. So I bought what Heather was selling in this scene. I, I bought that she is absolutely gutted about this friendship break. She sees the friendship break as broken. She sees it as rejection or she's a fucking way better liar than I give her credit for. I think she's gaslighting us. She's gaslighting Whitney. I'm coming around to Whitney's point of view that Heather is playing silly buggers. Because instead of sucking about this friendship break and doing a whole poor me, why isn't she asking what she contributed to cause it? If someone, exactly. if my friend said to me we were having a friendship break, I would be crying too and I'd be like, what did I do? No. Nah. Maybe Heather did. Maybe Heather did do that to Whitney and she, remember how she kept nah. saying, I keep asking you, Whitney, what I've done and you keep waffling on and not telling me. Yeah, Whitney does waffle. But it's at this point where you can sort of air all of that. But Heather's like, no, because of that one thing, because of friendship break, those two words, I'm shutting down completely and not engaging further. How much of a pass does she give Jen? Jen fucking Crazy. abuses her and she comes back for more. Whitney's like, I need a break from you because I'm not getting what I need and you're not hearing me and I'm just going to take my own mental health break and you're so offended it's all over Red Rover. It's fucking strange, man. It's strange. And I was just like, grow up because Whitney says yeah. like – do you remember? And she goes, yeah, I do, but I don't think I'd tell you because the trust has been broken. And it's just like, stop playing games with oh, black eyes and friendship breaks. Just like take a chill pill. Crimey river. Yeah, and then she says, you're free, Whitney. You're free of bad weather or whatever. It's just like, oh. She's just being mean to Whitney. Why are you being so mean? Obviously she's hurt, but I'm, as you said, I'm starting to not believe it. I'm starting to believe that it's all an act for the TV. Yeah. There's got to be more to it. I'm wondering if she and Whitney have had off-camera conversations and Whitney's been mean to her. I don't get it. It can't just come back to who sucked whose dick for a jazz ticket. Like, it can't come back to that. No, exactly. You, she called you a liar. Jen called you fucking Shrek. I <laughs> know. <laughs> so next week's the season finale, which can't come soon enough, wow. in my opinion. We get the book cover reveal, which she's been teasing that book for six years. I'm sick of that. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> I thought I was going to read it back in the day, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to read it. I mean, unless someone tells me it's amazing, which actually, no, uh, Danny Pellegrino's heard that it's amazing. So maybe I will read it. I don't know. I'll read it and tell you how it is. But when I say I'll read it, I'll use it as my on my credit with Audible. I'm not going to pay extra for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and so then she's, um, yeah, so she's doing the book reveal next week and then they were, we're all talking about the guilty plea. So I guess that'll be fun. <gasps> she pleads guilty and she tells Meredith and Heather in New York that Stu Chains is a piece of shit who played her. He did not play you. He decided he didn't want to go to jail for a decade. He found out that no one had enough dirt on Jen to actually get a reduced sentence and he's – I'm sorry. So he rolled first. You would have done the exact same thing, Jen. But you didn't. You knew you were. She knew she was the end of the food chain, so there was no one to roll on. What a maroon. Look, Stu is also a piece. He is absolutely a piece of shit. He stole from people alongside you. 
and he turned on you. How would you not know he was going to turn on you when he stole all those people's money with you? Mm. Of course he's a piece of shit. Anyway. Anyway. I'm going <laughs> to stop for a week. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about next week, hopefully, with that finale. And I'm so upset she's not going to be at the reunion, though. Oh, I think I've got a delivery. So my dog is going to blow up. Okay, shall we let you go? Yeah. Do you want to let you go? Yes. Nathan's got a delivery. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Mariana. I've got to go. Bye. Love you. Bye.